Welcome to Aston Means Business, a podcast from Aston Business School. My name's Steve Dyson, and I'm a journalist who's interviewing some of the UK's top business academics here at Aston. This podcast has been going since October 2019, and there are now more than 45 previous episodes that you can find and listen to by simply Googling Aston Means Business. Today's episode is going to look at how an automotive supplier has already increased its turnover by 15% as a direct result of a knowledge transfer partnership run by Aston Business School. And crucially, this 15% increase in output has been absorbed by the company's existing staff and machinery. We're going to explore this subject with Ian Collis, the Managing Director at Metal Assemblies. And we're also going to be speaking to Professor Ben Clegg. Ben is the Professor of Operations Management and Systems Thinking here at Aston Business School. Joining me now is Ian Collis. He's the Managing Director of Metal Assemblies based in West Bromwich. Metal Assemblies, of course, is the supplier of stamping assembly parts to the automotive industry with leading customers including JLR, Nissan, Honda, Toyota, Porsche and many more. Hello to you, Ian. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm fine, thanks, Ian. Ian, I wanted to to catch up with you on how the last two years has gone with the Knowledge Transfer Partnership. But before I do that... Remembering that when we first spoke, it was back at the tail end of 2020, at a time when COVID was still very much with us. Metal Assemblies, of course, uh, had had various things happening, including at one stage, just production stopping altogether before things picked up again because of the COVID restrictions. And I know that um, in that first year, your workforce fell from 150 to 90. So before we talk about the um, the KTP, I'd like to find out how you recovered from COVID and, and is it all over now? Is post-COVID going well? That's a great question <laughs> and not, not a straightforward answer, I guess. I think probably the last three years has been the most challenging uh, period of time. I've, I've run businesses for the last 30 years, so I think probably yeah, the last three years have been the most challenging ever. And I'd probably go as far as to say that the last 12 months have been the most challenging. Um, when COVID struck, it was it was very scary, but it was a kind of fait accompli. The government either had to help business or all business would be gone. Now we've moved into a period where we're kind of post-COVID, but we still get disruption uh, with, with people being off sick uh, at short notice. Um, but we've got problems around employing people. This isn't enough labour force out there. We've obviously got the issues around energy. Uh, we still don't really know what we're going to be paying for energy come April. Um, so it's still a, a, a very difficult situation. Supply chain is still a problem with semiconductors. Overall, the business climate, I think, has stabilised a little bit and we've kind of got used to the new normal, which is there is no normal. <laughs> you know, everything's built on a, a sort of bed of sand and things can change in, in in hours, literally. But in terms of your actual your turnover and staff, is it back up to where it was, say, three years ago? Uh, yes, it is. I mean, it's actually slightly ahead of that. Metal Assemblies was was uh, very lucky, I guess. We, we won a lot of new business just before COVID hit. Um, so that business was delayed, but it is now starting to come online. Um, so um, we are back probably around about 110, maybe 115 percent of pre-COVID levels in terms of the turnover. We're here today, of course, to catch up with you on the KTP with Aston Business School, creating business stock, technical efficiencies, and ultimately improving your turnover and profits. So that was the project. And how has it gone, Ian? And let's start with the person you embedded. Who was that, and and how have they got on? Well. 
Essan was um, a, a PhD graduate um, from Iran who joined us back um, in February 2020. Um, and Essan has been a, a tremendous success, uh, so much so that we've actually taken him on directly. Um, oh, wow. Essan is going to continue to work for us for, well, certainly for the, hopefully for the next three years. Um, it's, it's to do with visas, um, but hopefully beyond that. Uh, so, yeah, Essan has been a tremendous success. And, and the the project that we envisaged when we started all this is not the project that we've completed or, or, or worked through over the last two years. It's just become more and more ambitious, um, which which is fantastic. And, and a tribute to um, ESAN, but not just ESAN, to Aston University and Ben, who's led the project. Um, you know, we, we really are seeing some fantastic benefits from what's gone over the last two years. But the, the thing that we've realized is it, it's not a two-year project. It, it doesn't just stop. Um, you know, we think probably it's a five-year project. But even then, you know, we, we discover things every week, and we think, "Oh, okay, we'll add that to the list." So, yeah, it's been a it's it's been a really been a, an eye opening experience, not just for me, but for the management team and and for everybody else that works at Mad Assemblies. Now, when we spoke, we of course discussed what you hope to do, and I just summarised that a few minutes ago. Oh, what what were the actual results? What what have you found um, has happened at Metal Assemblies through the KTP? Where we started from was, was wanting to enable our machines to talk to us and tell us what they were doing. And, and we, have, we have done that on um, sort of the, the, the machines where we had bottlenecks and capacity issues. But, but beyond that, we, we worked out that what we really wanted to do was to allow everybody, the machines and um, the employees of Metal Assemblies, to communicate to each other better. Um, so we, we've developed a system called Capture which enables um, everybody to, to essentially talk to each other in real time. So when people are working on jobs, they can communicate and tell everybody what's happening on that job, whether it's running correctly, whether they need maintenance support, uh, whether they're able to produce the right number of parts, if there's a quality problem, what the quality problem is and how they need help to fix it. Uh, so, so really, we, we saw it as an IT project, which it is, but actually it's, it's a project about enabling communication across the workforce. Can you spell that for our listeners? Capture with a K, so K A P T U R. Uh, it's a Spanish pro- a Spanish program um, that, that uh, we came across, or well, Isan came across, um, uh, and we were, I think, the first people in the UK to to have this this uh, program. Um, and they've worked with us over the last couple of years and helped us develop the program and turn it into a bit more a bespoke setup um, just for us, which has which has grown exponentially <laughs> over the last two years. And just to understand um, that system, obviously it's an IT system, so it's linked up with your machines. But how does it operate in terms of if I was a shop floor worker um, or a supervisor, what, what would it involve me doing to make sure that I was integrated into the system? Well, every one of our workers now has um, a tablet. Uh, and that, that tablet has all of the, the new digital systems that um, we've set up in the business on it and gives everybody direct access to it. So uh, with Capture, it's a set of, um, of menus that allows uh, somebody to decide what they're doing, whether they're operating a machine, whether they want to report a scrap problem, whether they want to um, report an issue uh, with the process that they're running. Um, so it, uh, and once they are then running a process, it continually asks them to confirm that they're carrying out that process in the correct way. And if they're not, why aren't they? And, and that information is then fed in real time to the correct people to allow whatever the problem is to be fixed. 
It also allows people in the quality department to understand if the process is being carried out correctly, are the checks being done in real time. So if they aren't, we can act immediately rather than wait until we find the problem three weeks later at the customer. I was going to say, um, you know, rather than in the old days where you used to have to wait for a production report and wait for analysis and print things off and compare them, this is instant stuff. Everyone in the business knows exactly where you are with stock, with orders, with the, the run rates all the time. Everyone knows it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, obviously, they have to look, but it, that, that information is just available day to day. There's nothing special. It just happens now day to day. Um, and that, that's very powerful. It also means that we can analyze that data very, very quickly. Uh, so things like tooling problems, we're able to look and see if that tooling problem has occurred before or something similar. Um, again, very, very quickly, there's no paperwork involved. Um, you know, we probably used to get through, oh, I, I don't know, I don't know how, how many thousands of copies of, of A4 we used to produce every week. Um, photocopiers are almost redundant in the business now because everything is just online, available on a tablet or your laptop. Wow. I mean, it really is amazing stuff. It's revolutionary. And I, I want to ask how the shop floor workers got on with your embedded Aston researcher with SM. How did they find it when this, uh, I don't know, I'm sure is not, but to some people, maybe this, you know, a, a, an IT geek comes in, he introduces a new system, he expects them to all have tablets. That, that, that can't have been an easy thing to start with. Uh, the, the, the great thing about Isan is that he came from a manufacturing background. So whilst te- technically he's very, very clever, he, he, he you know, came from that manufacturing background, so he, he understands the processes that we run uh, and therefore you know, has an empathy with the with people that are running them. Um, and, and we're in the black country and, and people are very good. They'll, they, they, they take people at face value. And as long as you communicate with them in the right way, then you know, they, they will listen and understand. Um, and I, you know, I won't say it's been without challenge, but, but overall it's been a – a fairly straightforward implementation process, as long as we've given people the correct training. That's really good. Now, the the big thing, of course, with any project like this, and with the the amount of money involved, and just again to remind our listeners, it was a two hundred thousand pound project, um, partly uh, funded by yourselves, of course, and partly funded by Innovate UK. Um, but that that's an expensive program. So, did it drive efficiencies? Has it driven? Um, profits has it made things better, and how can you measure that? Well, the short answer to that is yes, um, and and I would say that the, the two hundred thousand was the initial um, project cost. In reality, um, if we include all of our our time involved in it, I would say we, it's somewhere north of four hundred thousand pound now. Um, wow! But what we're now seeing is is the benefits of that. We, we're not seeing it completely because I said I, th- I think this is a five year project, not a two year project. But certainly, we've seen about a sort of 15% growth at Metal Assemblies over the last five months. Uh, and what we're not having to do is to put in indirect labor in the manufacturing areas because we've created space for the, the, the team leaders and the likes to, to do their jobs more efficiently. Um, so that's the, the cost-saving benefits that we're seeing at the moment. The other thing we haven't had to do is put capacity. So we're not having to add new capacity in terms of machines because we've generated additional capacity on the machines that we've got. Uh, so that, that's a really significant advantage for us, especially with interest rates going up. We're not having to borrow money to, to invest in new machinery. I mean, it really is important. And just to capture that, that's a 15% increase in turnover with no extra staff for that and no extra machines for that. No extra staff in the opera- so in operational control. Um, so it, you know, in terms of the indirect labor that controls the production side of things. 
Um, obviously, it brings you know that sort of increase in turnover brings issues in other areas like tool maintenance and, and the likes. But in terms of operational control, no, no additional indirect labour has had to go in, and no extra machines. So it's, it's you know you've you've absorbed that fifteen percent, arguably because of the KTP project. Uh, yeah, no argument about it because of the KTP project. Fantastic. So I was going to ask you, was it worth it? And it sounds like it was. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, at the beginning when we looked at this, you know, there were a lot of questions, and we, yeah, you know, can we really, can we really do this? And and to be fair, um, Mark from Innovate UK, who, who who led the project from Innovate UK, kept on challenging us to be more ambitious, and and I kept saying, oh no, you know, we we don't want to be over ambitious. Um, I was wrong. Mark was right. And last question for you, Ian. Um, for other companies perhaps listening out there, one would you advise them to do it? To enter into one of these knowledge transfer partnerships, was the the pain, the efforts, the concentration was it was it enough to uh, did it give you enough back to be worth going through it? And 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 what top tips would you give them if they were thinking about it? I, I certainly would advise people to to, to look at a KTP. Um, I think they have to be um, they have to understand what they want to achieve, the project that they want to achieve, and then listen to whoever is driving the KTP about how they might do that and whether they're, you know, what their ambitions really are. So I think what we found is where we started from, what we thought we wanted wasn't actually what we, what we wanted. And it, it took at the front end of the KTP probably three to four months to realize that, you know, what we, what we thought we wanted probably wasn't right and it needed to be tweaked. So you need to go in, into it with an open mind. I think the other thing to understand is that, that it's going to cost you more than just the, the funding from the KTP. And you've, you've, Got to be brave and just just go with it. It's a it's a kind of all in thing. Um, if you if you hold back, they won't you won't get the success rate that we've had. Ian Collis, managing director of Metal Assemblies. Many thanks for joining us to Means Business today. Thanks very much, Steve. Nice to talk to you again. Listening to that interview with me was Professor Ben Clegg, the Professor of Operations Management and Systems Thinking at Aston Business School. Hello to you, Ben. Hi. Hello, Steve. Ben, we heard there from Ian Collis at Metal Assemblies, and he was very direct and specific. The company, he said, has seen a 15% increase in output and turnover in the last five months. And he says that this is as a direct result of the KTP partnership with Aston Business School. Crucially, the increase comes with almost no, or certainly very little, extra staff or machinery. That's some accomplishment, isn't it? Yes, that's the advantage of uh, KTP. Um, the only real kind of extra employee that we've got is the KTP associate. Um, but we look for a very specialised, um, highly educated and, and clever person who's very driven and motivated to make a change in an organisation. And we heard from Ian, obviously, on how that went. Uh, how did it go in the way that you're seeing the results, you know, how did you feel things have operated as, as metal assemblies that have improved it so much? Well, I think what the project's done is opened people's eyes to new technology and the capability of new technologies. Everybody's kind of heard of this thing called Industry 4.0, uh, but don't really know what it involves, what the technologies involve. And what we've done is brought some of that technology into a fairly traditional manufacturing organization and it's beginning to really revolutionize things where people see the benefit of live data collection, 
um, virtual environments and all of that kind of stuff associated with Industry 4.0. It's pretty crucial stuff, isn't it? Because I know that I keep on repeating those figures, but you're seeing there a 15% increase in turnover output. But aside from that initial investment in the KTP, those increases are cost-free. They're, they're no extra staff, they're no extra machinery, or largely nothing extra. That's phenomenal if you apply that across industry, isn't it? That's correct. Um, and it's just about doing things smarter. And I know it's easy to say that, but a lot of the time, um, companies just don't, just don't operate with good data. Um, the data is not live. It's incomplete. It's inaccurate. And this takes a lot of people time, which costs money. So if you can clean up the data, you can have it live um, online um accessible anywhere in the world you're saving a huge amount of time um people's time which costs money and you can get them to do other things in that time also interesting ben was how ian collis is confident that this is just the first stage of the key, of the ktp's results and with metal assemblies now employing the Aston researcher who was involved, he said he feels even more will be gained in the future. Well, what do you think the future prospects are for metal assemblies? Hmm. Well, metal assemblies is uh, quite a large company. Um, it is an SME, but uh, but on the larger scale of things. And uh, in this project, we've only been able to tackle um, part of the industry 4.0 rollout. So we started focusing on one press machine as a proof of concept. And then we've rolled that out to about 15 machines. Uh, but there are other machines in the company. So if you, if you were to say we've only um, automated about half of the machinery in the company, then there's potentially another 15% to... Um, to improve on 15% efficiency improvement. That really would be something. Now, staying with metal assemblies for a moment, uh, I want to ask you directly about the researcher you embedded at the company. Uh, I understand that was Essen Islamian Kupai. Now, uh, what Essen has fed back to you about his experience is quite interesting to us. You know, as discussed with Ian, um, it was a factory environment that he was entering into. Yet it sounds like he was received quite well by the workforce and that they understand and are cooperating with the changes. Is that what Essen has told you about how he got on? Yes, well, the approach that we've taken is a systems approach, really. Um, so it's a approach we've developed at Aston University called Pro Modeling. And what this does is look at systems and the interactions between different parts of that system. And um, what it does is it involves people in any changes in the organization. So whether that's technology, process, data, analytics, or strategic, um, we try to get people's buy-in as we make changes. And that's been a key success to it, really. So I know we've talked a lot about Industry 4.0 and it being a technology project, but it's far more than that. If you try and change the technology by itself, the project will fail. So you need to take into all of these other factors uh, that I've just mentioned to, to make the whole project work and it to be adopted and embedded into the company's uh, culture and operations. 
So just uh, listening to you and understanding that myself, you're kind of involving people and making them feel part of the answer rather than it being some IT job going on which they don't understand. You're very much taking it down to their level and they are part of the answer. Yes, correct. This is what we call something, um, we call this soft systems methodology. It's about getting people involved and uh, we've developed this particular approach to soft systems methodology called pro modeling at Aston. We use it in this KTP and we've used it in other KTPs to really good effect. And it's for this reason that it gets people involved. It delivers quick hits and we use an approach where we kind of use projects within a project, which makes the project more robust, more flexible, and it gets uh, better results quicker. How many KTPs has Aston Business School been involved with, Ben? And how many more are in the pipeline? Uh, well, in recent years, I'm talking about the last two to three years, we've got 13. And most of them are connected or involved with the Operations and Information Management Department. Um, and the reason for that, I believe, is we do pretty applied research. You know, we do thorough research that is theoretically grounded and rigorous in how we do it but we're always trying to make impact. And you'd expect that from our subject area, which is all about um, looking at productivity, both in manufacturing and service industries. Can you give us one or two other examples of how KTPs have worked? I, I'm not necessarily asking for the identities of the companies involved. I know sometimes that's um, that, that's something which is confidential, mm. but in terms of the kind of output or the, the benefits that they've seen, can you give us one or two examples? We have done another very successful KTP with a law company, so very different to metal assemblies. Um, and again, we looked at uh, process. We looked at um, technology support for um, lawyers and uh, we looked at strategic change. And so that was very different to metal assemblies, but the KTP was also very successful and got shortlisted for the best of the best awards um, of, in KTPs a few years ago. So I take it that any sector can get involved in the KTP? Correct. Yes, any sector at all. Um, manufacturing, um, service, public, private. Um, KTPs is mostly designed for medium-sized companies, but larger companies can get involved, particularly if they demonstrate um, an indirect benefit to smaller companies in their supply chain, for instance. And then I know that Ian talked about the initial investments um, from Innovate UK. Obviously, that was match funded by Metal Assemblies then. Is that the kind of funding which is available to firms who enter into KTPs? Yes. Um, Metal Assemblies is a typical size KTP. Um, and uh, so effectively you can fund a graduate position for about two years and it depends on the size of your company but if you um it varies from 50 to 60 percent i think depending on the size of the company but it's a, a sizable chunk of money that comes from innovate uk which is government funded um and i think those companies are also uh, eligible for research tax credits on that money. Excellent. Now, for anyone 
out there listening, and I'm in particular thinking of business leaders who might be thinking, goodness, 15% increase, maybe another 15%. I wouldn't mind exploring that for my business. Um, How can they get involved with KTPs at Aston Business School? Best way to do that is to contact our Research and Knowledge Exchange office uh, at Aston University. If you Google that, um, you'll find it very easily and there'll be a list of people there to contact. Ben Clegg, Professor of Operations Management and Systems Thinking at Aston Business School. Many thanks for joining Aston Means Business today. Many thanks, Steve. Very nice to talk to you. And thanks to you, our audience, for listening to Aston Means Business, an original podcast series for Aston University. Remember, if you enjoyed today's episode, you can find and listen to earlier episodes by simply Googling Aston Means Business. And if you're interested in studying anything else to do with business and management, why not check out what Aston Business School has to offer at www.aston.ac.uk forward slash courses. We've also got a podcast series called Society Matters, which interviews top academics at Aston's School of Social Sciences and Humanities about current issues and concepts which shape our world and the way that people live. You can find those episodes simply by Googling Society Matters Aston. Meanwhile, we'll be back soon with more interviews with some of the UK's top business academics here at Aston. Aston means business. Thanks for listening.